Hi, this is Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, host of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I want to serve you. This pandemic has been so hard on America's small businesses and on just America in general. If you're ready to start your dream business, boy, do I have a great offer for you. I am giving away 1,000 copies of my best-selling book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months. Over 100,000 people have this book. It has been printed in multiple languages around the world, and I wanted to find a way to serve America's small businesses in this pandemic. And so I'm giving away a thousand copies of my book. All you have to do to get your copy is head over to beginmybiz.com slash free offer to, you know, sign up for your copy. All you have to do is pay shipping and we will mail one out to you. I am so excited about this. I want to serve you. Grab your copy today. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, small biz lady, America's number one small business expert, and I would like to welcome you to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Now it's time for me to introduce my next guest, Takoa Hash. Takoa is a creative director and change agent for Beauty Creatives. She has 25 years of experience as a dot connector in the entertainment, beauty, sports, and entertainment industry. Takoa is the founding partner of the Technique Agency, a management firm for beauty creatives that grosses seven figures annually. Technique represents celebrity beauty professionals in TV, film, and the entertainment industry. She's also the founder of Global Beauty Tribe, a digital platform for beauty creatives of color. And any more information you want to know, you got to go to the technicegroup.com. Takoa, welcome. Welcome, Small Biz Chat Podcast. Thank you, Melinda. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Now, you know you are a beauty creative because you are fabulous, girl. I love the glasses. <laughs> All right. Now, let's jump into this. Tell me how you went from high-end makeup artist to running one of the hottest agencies for hair and makeup creatives in the entertainment industry. How did you make that transition? Or put the brushes down. Like, how did you do it? You know, there were two things. The first thing was... As a makeup and beauty creative hairstylist on TV and film sets, you are to be seen and not heard. And I knew that and I rode that wave and I adhered to it, but I also knew I had more to bring to the table. So after about 15 years as a professional makeup artist, I saw that I was afforded opportunities that other black, brown creatives were not afforded. And my plate was overflowing. And I decided I'm going to put my friends on, whether they are a friend or not. If I believe in you professionally or artistically, I was sending work your way. So after several years of doing that, I said, you know what? I think I'm missing out on a lot of money because when you're when you're closing deals and helping to, you know, close a gap in terms of the needs that productions needed and you can bring viable people to the table, I was missing out on that piece of the pie. Um, and so I just really wanted my peers that I had grown up with, that I had learned from and grown with over the years to have the opportunities that I had been afforded. So that was really the main reason. Secondly, I was tired of the brushes and it wasn't hard for me to put them down at all. I got a lot of footing in TV and film, but I've had a lot of success in reality TV shows, which can be very toxic 
and it didn't didn't agree with my spirit. So that along with wanting to be a businesswoman kept me from really wanting to continue to pick up the brushes. I love it. I love it. So, so your business, how does it work? You book other hair and makeup professionals on these shows and, and, and sets and all that kind of stuff. So yes, so to date, we have 65 combined hairstylists, makeup artists, manicures, and wardrobe stylists signed to our agency across all major platforms where TV and film is big. And so really, our business has grown by word of mouth from strong relationships that I had when I was a makeup artist and people really wanting to see me win and giving me an opportunity. So, you know, to date, you know, right before COVID, I think we had 12 shows running had just finished three shows. So word of mouth has been our way of of getting these opportunities. Awesome, awesome. All right, so when it comes to growing a business, I believe everyone is in sales and the product is you. Now, do you agree or disagree with that? You know, I do agree. You know, one of my first bosses that was my boss as a makeup artist, I didn't know anything really about makeup other than I loved it. My skill set wasn't there. And when she tried to convince her bosses that I was worthy of being hired, she said, skill set can be taught, personality can't. And I really do believe that clients come to us because they believe in me and they believe in my business partner and our leadership. So yes, I agree. I love love it. So tell me, how did the pandemic affect your business? I heard you say earlier that you guys had 12 shows running. All of a sudden, and you're talking about network shows, like stuff was stuff, stuff was taping. And yeah. all of a sudden they said, shut the country down. Yeah, within 72 hours, we lost all of our shows. It happened very quickly. And it was difficult to see that people were going to be out of work. And because these, these jobs literally help feed their families, it really makes their dreams come true. We hire people that were the underdogs who never thought they'll get an opportunity in TV and film. And then these opportunities, whether the paycheck matched or not, really has helped propel their careers. So it happened really quick. And we noticed like you, they all, you know, everyone says you need to have multiple streams of income. We did not. That 99% of our business consistently. So it literally, there's no more money coming in. But when you are a small business with a small staff and you don't feel like you have the resources to build and create other avenues, it just didn't seem possible because we're so hands-on with our clients and the artists that we represent. So what did you do? We dug in the crates and we saw all the holes that we have been wanting to fix and talk about fixing and just didn't have the time to do it. And so it really gave us an opportunity to restructure our human resources, restructure our contracts, decide now that we don't have any business and we're still somewhat afloat, who do we not want to go back to? And it really empowered us. And so we were planning a real conference because we do event planning as well on the side, but one of our management clients wanted to host a women's conference. And so we decided to do it virtually. And it was a huge success. And the experience that we gave the thousand plus people that attended really created another avenue for us. And since that event, mid-spring last year, we've done 10 virtual events and now it's like another avenue stream. Awesome. Awesome. So that's, so that's one revenue stream, Yes. but did the crisis make you look inward? Like, were you really like, okay, is this the business I should really still be running? Did you do that? Yes. So I was on complete burnout before the pandemic. 
really thinking, is this the business that I even want? Because I was drained from giving clients so much and not feeding enough into myself. So it really allowed me to step back and say, hey, work on yourself, work on your spirit, work on the time that you spend with yourself. And then I started showing up better. Even with the stress of not having income, I started showing up more confidently, more calmly, not panicking about the money that wasn't coming in. So definitely went inward. And I think our whole team did too. So everyone had to make this move to like this digital first strategy, right? And you guys are hair and makeup artists. Yeah. So I'm sure you were scared to get in there, anybody that close, right? So what kinds of things did you do? And what would you say are your top three suggestions? Because there's people out here still trying to figure out their digital pivot. And that's part of the reason why I wanted you to be on, because I really wanted you to talk about, okay, here's what we did. And here's what you might want to think about. So if you had to think of three things that you did that really organized your digital pivot in a way that served you, what would they be? Now, Melinda, you and I have had very frank conversations about this, and you know I don't feel like I'm personally where I should be in the digital pivot. But, you know, because I am a service business, we do it better for clients than we do it for ourselves. And so for Tacoa, the brand, still working on that, but for technique and for the clients that we represent, it's like really, really understanding who your core audience is you know, really figuring that out, being really authentic with who you are, not the fluff, you know, and I think those are two core things and being consistent with the content. You know, I'm not great at it, my personal self, but I push our clients to, we have a calendar for their posting. We really talk about it. We go over it. And so those are the three things that I feel like in this time where everyone is suffering. And even if you haven't lost money, you've lost loved ones. You've seen people that you care about suffer. It's really being authentic. And I really feel like that's where our power is. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. Listen, I'm going to put a pin in that. This is the Small Biz Chat Podcast. We are talking with Tacoa Hash, and we're talking about your digital pivot. Stay with us. We will be right back. In terms of efficiency, platform speed is excellent. To have access to some financial tools like plastic is really helpful. We've got to go procure our ingredients. So we've got to get them organic certified. We produce the corrugate, cardboard, and the packaging, manufacturers. We've got to do a trial run, production run. And we've got to start paying people fast. And we need to pay them with cash or a wire. And plastic comes in and fills that void for us. Welcome back to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, America's number one small business expert. And I have been talking with beauty mogul, Tacoa Hash. And now we're going to be talking about how to avoid burnout in the future. Sometimes when your resources is limited, you think putting more time into your business is going to fix the problem. And that is and I'm a recovering workaholic that can tell you for a fact, more time is not the answer. You have to make sure as a business owner, you're focusing on your most high value activities. But to go, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I want to understand what do you think was your most valuable lessons learned in 2020? Really, you know, this term is usually used, but self-care, really taking time for myself, not waking up in the morning, picking up the phone, answering the first email or text that comes to me, really, really taking time for myself. And I see that my my support system, my business partners, my clients that are used to me picking up the phone at any time, they've really respected those boundaries. So we have to set them for ourselves so that other people will. 
Excellent. Excellent. Now, what do you find keeps you motivated and inspired, even even though we're all, you know, still at home, a lot of us? Mm-hmm. I want to say purpose. Purpose keeps me inspired. It's not it's not money because I've walked away from money many times in my career, but I found that when I stay aligned with my purpose and what I'm supposed to be doing, even, you know, when the money's not flowing in, it's easy for me to stay the course. And I gotta be honest, Melinda, as a black woman that didn't have any startup money, I've seen hard times, more times than I care to admit. So this wasn't, the the financial part wasn't scary for me because I know what it's like to be broke, you know? So, you know, we're resilient people. And so that's kind of lean to my advantage. I completely can relate. <laughs> so what's next for the Technique Agency? I want to say Technique Productions is next. You know, Ooh. you know about this and it's been a dream for a long time, but not having the capital to produce the content that we want to produce, mainly in the lifestyle and beauty space, being able to get that off the ground is a bit deep. We just finished a huge project for Nordstrom's for Black History Month. And I really am inspired by that. The, the virtual conferences that we've done all up under the Technique Productions umbrella in a great city. Our headquarters is still in New York. Now we have legs in Atlanta with me living here. So it's a perfect segue for the experiences we've had in TV. Awesome. 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 Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate all of your valuable insight. Thank you all so much for joining me for this episode of the Small Biz Chef podcast. If you want more information about how to start or grow a small business, head over to my blog, succeedisyourownboss.com to get more information. Now, the mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, your host. And I'll leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. God bless everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Belinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.